I mean, obviously you can take anything and worship it and make it yeah. weird and bad, <laughs> which right. is why I think a lot of the woo-woo stuff is called woo-woo because a lot of people have just gone a little weird with it. I am so excited for you to listen to this episode. I met Kristen Sigmund in a podcast co-working community, and I was just immediately drawn to her. She's so nice and sweet, and we became fast friends. She has an incredible business as a human design reader. In this episode, she will talk about her journey as a human design reader and the four different types and what they mean and how you should adjust your day to handle tasks or projects or stay creative or work through your emotions based on what type you are. We break down the stigmas attached to human design, which is based on astrology and your birth time and place. And I'm also excited to announce that this is part one of a two-part series. So while we were recording this, I did not know what type I was. I My mom kept telling me that my birth time was on my birth certificate, which wasn't here at the house with me. Um, I was born overseas. I really just had no clue. And so, and we were both quarantined. I was quarantined and my parents were because my mom had COVID. So finally, I was able to go over there recently. And in my baby book, there was my birth time written several different times, the same time. And so I'm pretty sure it's accurate. And, um, and so I know my type now. So we're going to record part two. And she is going to read my chart. And I'm so excited about that because it's just fun to learn about you and how to, I need help with time management, and just all sorts of stuff. So I think that should be super fun. But um, I hope you guys enjoy listening. And here is Kristen. Welcome to Jesus and Juliet. I am here with Kristen Sigmund. Hello. Hello. <laughs> um, we are going to be talking about a super interesting topic that I know pretty much nothing about on purpose because I wanted to <laughs> come at it in a way that anyone else would. I think, I mean, it's a topic I think most people don't know a whole lot about, right? Yeah. 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 So it's um, catching on. It's catching on. Um, so we are talking about human design today. And like I said, I don't know anything on purpose because I just want to ask all the questions and come at it like someone who's never heard about it. So um, perfect. Hello. Hello. <laughs> tell us. It's great to be here. <laughs> thank you. Um, tell us a little bit about what you do. I guess yes. we should also talk about how we met. We met oh, yeah. in a, in a podcasting it. group. I wrote Elizabeth. Actually, I wrote her um, yesterday. We were talking about Clubhouse, which is that new like social media thing. I told her that we were <laughs> we were um, interviewing each other, and she's like, "That's awesome!" <laughs> so it was really Yay. cool. So we actually met on a kind of a podcast community, and mm -hmm. really clicked and wanted to um, do this. So yeah, tell us a little bit about what you what you do. Yeah, totally. So I am a human design reader slash coach. And I know the word reader sounds a little woo woo. And it's really simple. Just like someone would read a piece of music. I read someone's chart. So human design is kind of like the Enneagram. It's 
all about kind of self-discovery, knowing yourself better, which is super helpful in a lot of areas of life. Um, Just having that self-awareness and knowing yourself just carries over into really everything. So I think it's really wise and smart for people to pursue. And I love digging digging in there with people, just getting to pour into them really and encourage them and call out the gold in them and say, hey, these are some gifts and strengths that I see. And, you know, are you using them? How can we have you use them more? Finding out where people are stuck in their lives or um, unsure of where to turn next. And then gaining all of this kind of self-awareness really helps them on their path. So for me, it's just so fun getting to like breathe life into people. So it is, it has an astrology element. It's based on your uh, birth time and everyone can look up their chart right now. If you're interested, myhumandesign.com is where you can do that. And you can learn a little bit more and you pull up your chart and it looks really confusing if you're new to it, which is why I was trained to read what it says. And to, uh, once you know all of the different pieces and parts, it's really simple and really fun and easy. So my, my question when hearing that is what if someone doesn't know their birth time? <laughs> yes, is which that, is the case. <laughs> is that, um, is that <laughs> super necessary? How necessary is it? Great question. Yes. So it's super necessary for getting your full chart, the full information, but I bet we can find out the most important elements, like the biggest chunks, you have your type. There's five different types. So I think we have a good chance of figuring out which type you are. And then that is like 70% of it right there. And even just me, when I was first learning what it was, I learned that I was a generator. And, and again, all of this is like, it's total experimentation. It's like, take it with a grain of salt. It's not dogmatic or like, this is what you have to do now with your life. It's just like, it's a tool there to help people. If it doesn't, that's fine. But it is so, 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 so helpful and life-changing for a lot of people, myself included. So yeah, I bet we could narrow down which type you are. And even just that has just such a wealth of information within that. So I think it'll, yeah, start to become clear. So is it kind of similar to like Enneagram where you kind of go backwards? And so you're looking at like the meat of what that number is and you're like, I'm that number type of thing. And you kind of work backwards from there. Yeah. It can be like that. Totally. Okay. Yeah. And you have to know the coordinates of where you were born or like city or so. Okay. So Mm -hmm. you have to like find out the coordinates. Yes. If you want to do like the full all the information. It's really cool. It's very, very fun (laughs) and interesting. So when someone does this and you are looking at their chart, what exactly are you just like, Oh, you're this type. Like, is it instant that they're that type or sometimes they're over, I guess, what are the types? Yeah, totally. If you don't mind giving a brief (laughs) explanation of them, but what I was going to ask is like, are they really that thing or is there some overlap and stuff? They are really that thing. So oh, once wow. you get your chart, it's like that is That's your you. chart. Yeah. Unless you, you know, actually it there's no way it can be anything different. It's yeah. like your astrology. <laughs> it's like okay. your birth chart. It's like this right. is the moment you were born and this is yeah. what it says about you. Um, 
So yeah, it's pretty fun. But I mean, you can learn things from all the other types too and kind of just pick and choose if something works for you. That's the experimentation factor is like, hey, uh, for me, it was very freeing because I was trying to follow all of this societal advice. Like you should do this, successful people do this, blah, blah, blah. And it wasn't working for me. And when I found out what my type was and I just kind of took that and ran with it and tried it, I was like, oh, that's why it doesn't work for me because I can't have a set schedule every single day. I get really antsy. I can do a set schedule for like two days. And on the third day, I'm like flying around (laughs) the house and like wanting to go everywhere. And I just rebel against structure. So it's just so interesting, all of the wealth of information it can tell you and just offer you um, to live your life in a way that works for you. That that. is really interesting because it's kind of like, you know how there's this um, hustle culture that's yes. like, don't, blah, 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 don't sleep, like work yes. 24 seven to build your business and all of these things. Yes. And um, <laughs> I had a business a while back and I, um, this was years ago and I had burnout really bad and yeah. I dropped off the face of the earth. <laughs> like yes. people within this business with me were were like calling my husband. They were like, is something going on with Laura and her husband? Is something going on with Laura? Did she die? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> because yes, reached such a point where I just stopped. And, and mm. I think that something like human design almost gives you, it's like something giving you permission to be yourself and not yes. be like other people because we aren't yeah. meant to hustle 24 seven, or we aren't meant to work for someone or, you yes. know, we're more entrepreneurial or whatever. And I think sometimes we are looking for that because it's really easy to think that we're all the same. And that's what I love about Enneagram or human design. And I don't know anything about astrology or any of that, but I think what's really great about it is it's almost like, you know, it gives you the freedom to say, this is me. Like, this is who I am. I can't do what you do because I'm not the same as you. Exactly. So true. That is, you just nailed it right there. That is why I love, I love it and why it's been so freeing for me. Right. Yeah. It's like a mom (laughs) (laughs) telling you to be yourself. (laughs) Yes. Just be yourself. You're you're wonderful as you are. (laughs) You're wonderful. Um, You can take naps. It's okay. Oh yeah. Um, Yes. Totally. <laughs> um, which one is that? Naps? Yeah. Like, I know. I'm I, like, that's where I would fall. <laughs> yes. I'm already, I'm already kind of thinking you might be this one certain type actually. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it's funny actually, as you're saying that, cause I bet, I mean, I bet we could figure out a lot of what your chart is just based on what you just said. There's a certain element of your chart that's called like your willpower And some people actually only 30% of the world has consistent willpower where they can get up every single day and like hustle and go and achieve. I'm not one of those people. (laughs) So, and it doesn't sound like you are either. So the other 70%, which hello is a lot of people is trying to be that 30% and burning out because they're not created to work that way, but you try so hard to do it and then you burn out. So yeah, even just learning little freeing things like that. Like you said, giving yourself permission to just kind of go with your own flow a little bit. Right. (laughs) 
<laughs> so funny that you said go with your own flow because I was thinking about <laughs> something else which relates to it but it's like right now it's really I wouldn't say popular I don't think these things are like they're not popular it's not a trend it's like something that is just we're becoming more aware of but mm-hmm. the um the idea that businesses that are run with women should be schedules and things should be set according to their cycle. And so that is something that I also am like, Oh my gosh, like this is so, you know, I don't know. I don't, the fact that most of us don't even know a whole lot about our cycle (laughs) to be honest. I I don't know when things are happening. I, I know that I'll be (laughs) moody one day and the next day I'm like, Oh, that's yes. Um, so all the guys listening are like, what is happening right now? But (laughs) so I just think, um, and I've done a lot of personal development. I love personal development. And that's one of the things that I've been wanting to talk about on the podcast is, is, um, you know, like I love Enneagram and have books on it and I'm trying to learn more, trying to be better. And so this kind of falls in line with that. But yeah, mm. if you will talk about the types, I think that would be super helpful. And I'm going to try to guess which one I am. <laughs> yes, totally. That'll be perfect. Cause then people listening can kind of guess which one they are too. And this they is... don't know their birth time. <laughs> yes. Which is a lot of people. You'd be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> So, okay, let's start with manifestors. Those are kind of the more um, hustlers of society, like what you were saying. These are the people, and this is only 8% actually of society. So again, a lot of broad societal advice for only a few people that it really, really works for. (laughs) These are the people writing books about it and saying, just do it. So um, these are like the starters, the initiators, trailblazers, it can be really, really fast when they have like a spurt of creativity and idea. They want to like run instantly with it and they don't want to be stopped by anything. So each of these types has a strategy, like kind of a life strategy um, and then a not self theme. And these all work together within your type, which is really interesting. So the not self theme of the manifester is anger. So it's kind of like a little check. When you feel angry as a manifester, you kind of pause and you're like, okay, what, why am I angry? What's going wrong here? And then you go to your strategy, which is to inform. So just like the manifestors are wanting to just blaze the trail and take no prisoners and fly forward. They, when they kind of get halted or slowed down a little bit, they get angry. So the trick there, the strategy is to inform people as you go. So instead of just like flying off to the store or whatever to pick up your new idea for this room you want to design, just tell people really quickly, hey, I'm going to the store. I'll be back in half an hour. Do you want me to pick you up anything? And then you don't get the people calling you saying, where are you? What are you doing? Why are you doing that? Blah, 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 blah. You've informed and you're good. This also works for like leading a team. You inform people of the plan and that just is a lot more efficient for everyone, but that's hard for manifestors to do. And often manifestors will play small. They will become huge people pleasers actually, because they have a huge amount of power and energy and leadership potential that is intimidating. And that sometimes as they're growing up as kids, 
it can be a little bit, uh, cause some friction, be a little bombastic. So they learn to kind of put that in a little box and hide it away. So I have a good friend who just found out she's a manifester. And so it's been hugely freeing for her to just own her bigness and get out of that box and stop people pleasing so much and really rise into her potential. So that's been exciting. That's manifestors. Does that make sense? Yeah, it really does. I, cool. It's hard because I know that oh, I wish I had my work time <laughs> because <I'm> like, <laughs> I know it's, it's weird though, because I do see parts of myself in that. Is that normal? Mm. Because I yeah. do. And I'm yeah. like, you know, and I'm, I'm wondering as I listen to that, do, I mean, you're saying like, once you have it, like you are what you are, but, but mm-hmm. there are like outside things and things that you learn. So like with Enneagram, you can change to a different number. I think, um, I think that's a thing like where, as you grow up or you work on yourself or whatever, but mm-hmm. with this, like you don't like, that is what you, what you are, you know? Yes. There are some caveats because once you get into the details, like there's some things called motor centers. Like if you see the the map of it, it's a map of the body and it has different shapes on it. And if um, the shapes are filled in with color, it means you bring, you have energy in those areas, kind of like that willpower I was talking about. You have that willpower. So the more of those shapes you have colored in is the more energy you're bringing into the world, the more natural buffer you have against like pulling in other people's stuff. And then if those shapes are white, you're constantly pulling in other people's energy, which can be really, really draining. And you need to kind of dump at the end of the day. So whatever combination you have of those can start to look like other types. Okay. So, yeah. So there is potential for a little bit of bleed over and you can definitely relate to some of the other types and elements of the chart. Okay. I'm so curious. Okay. I'm going (laughs) to go to generators. (laughs) We're going to figure this out. Okay. Generators. This is what I am. This was so fun for me to learn. We are the generators of energy, life force, like desire in society. So I think of that Bible verse. It's like, I will give you the desires of your heart. And this is, this is a generator is your goal is to follow what lights you up and follow what makes you happy. And it's, it's given me so much more energy each day. Just when I have a little bit of space to be like, what do I want to do right now? Like, what, what can I do? What would light me up? Is it like, looking up this thing that I've been wanting to find out on the internet, or is it going to this new health food store or whatever? Every chance I get to fill a little bit of space in my day with something that brings me to life, it compounds on it. So it gives me more and more and more energy. So when you're not doing that as a generator, you're feeling really burnt out because you're filling your day with more drainers than gainers. Does that make sense? That- yes. <laughs> like, like, is this you? <laughs> I haven't, I have, you could be several, but this oh. could be a potential. <laughs> I mean, I feel, I, I definitely don't want to, I don't like when my day is back to back. It drives me nuts. It's mm. partly because I want to take a nap. <laughs> yes. You <laughs> might be partly, this other type then. <laughs> but partly because I do like to have when I have things that are back to back to back to back to back, and then the next day mm. back to back to back, I am 
so exhausted and I'm so cranky and I'm just like, Oh, why, why did I schedule these things like this? Like I should have scheduled one thing. Like I like to, if I'm home and not at work, but if I'm home, then I like to have like, you know, like this, we're recording this. This is my one thing that I have to do today, but the rest of my Mm. day is pretty open for what I want to do. Yes. Um, You know, like there's some other things, like little things I need to do, but like, as far as like an appointment or something. So yeah, that makes sense. I think you're this other type that I'm going to get to. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) But so yes, generators is the, the not self theme is frustration. So when you feel frustrated or blocked or like you're pushing and striving and something is just not happening. The strategy then is to respond. So this was really freeing for me too, was to kind of just let go and trust God to bring me things. So Mm -hmm. the, the example is kind of like you are in a dressing room at a store and your best friend is shopping for you and bringing you these things and you get to choose if you like them or not. Like, yes, yes, no, no, no. That is how to respond as a generator, hopefully to yes or no things. You go with your gut. And if your gut is really lit up about something, that is the sign you need to follow it because your energy, your excitement, your passion is behind it. If you don't get that, and this is so hard for me as a people pleaser to learn when people invite me to things or ask me to do things or job offers and I don't get that lit up, excited feeling about it, it's a sign that that's going to burn me out if I say yes to doing it, which has happened so much in my life. So I just have to honor myself and step into my worth and say, actually, no, I'm not available for that. I love that you're doing that. I'm so sorry. I can't be a part of it, but I'm, you know, not a priority. Like you have to get good at saying no gracefully. Yeah. Right. And not lying. (laughs) Not lying, which is what I did so much in my life. I would make up things. Yeah. Right. Right. Because you felt bad. I've gotten a a lot better at just being like, I can't make it. No, like I don't need to keep going. (laughs) Like it's just good. I can't. Yeah. And that's come with age, I guess, you know, and feeling like have to set those boundaries. So yes, it's so healthy. Okay. It's so good. <laughs> okay. So the third type this is, is so interesting. I love it. <laughs> Isn't this fun? I it love it. <laughs> so there's a third type, uh, manifesting generators. They're a blend of the first two, the manifester and the generator. So it's a true hybrid. So it's kind of funny. You have all of this energy and then you have, so again, your um, the not self theme is the same, the frustration and the strategy is to respond. So your goal is to do what lights you up, but you have like an extra gas pedal, like an extra initiation kind of thing. Like I want to do this, boom, go. The creative energy is lit on fire and you, you go and you run. So these are the most like energetic, often very spontaneous people who will change things a lot in their life. Like one, one day they're studying this, then they get this job and then they hate that. And then they're doing this and blah, 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 blah. They're constantly popping around to do whatever lights them up in the moment, which can be really confusing for them and frustrating, but it's, it's like part of their process. Like I have so many examples of friends who have just popped around for years and years and years 
And then all of a sudden they land on what they really want to do and what they have like longevity in. And they're using all these pieces that they've picked up from all these other random things. And it's all just like rounding out what they're doing now and informing it so much better. It's so interesting, eclectic. So yeah, manifesting generators out there have patience with yourself. You know, you have your own process. You're not supposed to do things in the traditional linear way. You're supposed to be a little all over the place. Just embrace it and go with it. And it's going to make sense at some point when you figure it out. Right. Does that That make sense? Yeah. It actually is what I always say about my job at the school um, because I'm running this fine arts department, which I never in a million years, like growing up was like, I'm going to run a fine arts department. Um, (laughs) It's just not something I never even thought I'd be a teacher, but, but then I realized that all of those little activities my parents had me doing when I was young. um, Cool. We moved around a lot and I was an only child. And so I was very blessed with my parents being like, let's make help her make friends quickly. And so they put, they constantly put me in activities. So I did a little bit of pretty much everything. Like I was a black belt (laughs) in karate. Nice. (laughs) I did swimming. I did cheerleading. I did dance. I did piano. Like I did all these things. And I remember just a few years I've been at the school for 10 years, but a few years in when I got this position and just really thinking about it and thinking like, Oh my gosh, this is what it, what happened, like what it led to was like this. Yes. Like I, I don't, I'm not an expert at all of those things, but I love them and I love the creativity in them. And so it's kind of, that's what yes. it reminded me of a little bit. Yeah. That's so cool. And it probably really um, helped your acting career because you had all this experience and all these different things you could like kind of put on that hat. Yeah. Whenever I was younger. Yeah. Okay. This is the one that I think you might be. (laughs) So you, you let me know. (laughs) This one is called a projector. These are the people who need a little bit more rest in their lives. They need to just own it and cultivate a lot more downtime. Like you were saying time to themselves. So the, you're kind of like, well, you as in potentially (laughs) the projectors (laughs) listening, you're a guide for society. You're a guide for your community, for people. You have a different way of seeing things. You have a very um, wise, very great, sharp perspective that people need and can really benefit from your wisdom and insight. So the reason it's so important for you to pull back is to develop that, to not constantly be pouring yourself out, but to pull back and be able to reflect and study and think about things and kind of cultivate your own, you know, approach or view or process different things. So these are people who I always say, maybe three to four hours of external people facing work per day. And then the rest is your own time. So it's not necessarily that you work less. Some people will take it to mean that. And that's fine if that works for some people. But as long as because you're so good at the one-on-one and honing it in with people and giving that advice and um, you know counseling people in a way and helping people, that takes a lot of energy out of you because you're so focused in on it. And so you need to fill a lot of that other time with 
your own, you know, space and recharging basically and dumping out that energy that you've taken in and kind of refreshing and resetting for the next day. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) It's so funny because I'm like, I can see myself in all these, but that one is, I totally see myself as that. And I think that I come across, I don't know. I feel like I, sometimes I can come across as not cold, but just reserved in a way. Yeah. And, um, but then, you know, sometimes, and to just really, I'm just thinking, I'm thinking a lot about things and, um, but I am overly, I'm not overly empathetic. I wouldn't call myself like an empath or anything like that. Because again, I can be kind of stone cold, but (laughs) <laughs> but I do think about people's thoughts. Like I do think about other people's situations a lot. That's probably what, why I direct shows is because I love yeah. characters. And one of the things that we do a lot is to, you know, my students have to play characters that are, have really rough lives and we mm. find the good in them. And, and, um, and they love those characters because they're empathetic towards them. Yes. Um, and also the thing that I think I relate to in that is that um, I have, I can totally be around people and I can be in a group of people. I know if it's a group of people I don't know, I'm like, (laughs) I don't say anything. (laughs) I have RBF really bad. Like (laughs) I look really mean, but in a group of people I do know, like I'm like this, like I'm just normal, silly, whatever, but I can only do that for so long before I need to get away. And I need yes. to be alone. And so mm. when we met, maybe have guests staying, that's a really hard time for me. Um, yes. People are staying with us. Um, yeah. Or mostly Stephen's mom. <laughs> I'm saying guests. <laughs> we have no one that ever stays with us except for my mother-in-law. <laughs> um, yes. It's not against her. It's just, and, <laughs> and I think it's hard for me as a mom because yeah, because I'm always with people and I'm always having to entertain and handle it. And, and yeah, I really struggle with that because I want to be alone, but I don't want to be alone all day. And do you know what I mean? Cause that's yes. Like I need to raise children. So it's, yeah, it's not my, like, it, it really isn't my first thought, but when you describe it, it's almost like it's so deep in me that that's what it is in a way. Mm, um, yes. if I am that I can see the other parts, but they are more like, I can also see them being surface level and maybe what mm. I, what I want to be in a way. Yeah. Not that I want to be a hustler 24 seven, but do I wish <laughs> I had more energy sometimes? Do I wish that I could be those people who just go, 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 and fill in all their time with like every little thing, do you know? Mm, yes. Um, so it's, yeah. I mean, I definitely can see this if I was. <laughs> yes. What's your I really want to find out. <laughs> I know. What's your Enneagram, by the way? Three. <gasps> no way. Yeah. That's awesome. Which I feel like a three, when you said um, manifest generator, yeah, it was called, that's what I was thinking. Okay, maybe I'm that Um, because that's kind of a mix in a way. Mm -hmm. Like, but uh, yeah, I'm a three. Cool. So, anyway. And I think there's an element because I was, yeah, there's an element of the three that, 
is a little bit chameleonic and like wants to be this when you're in this environment and wants to be this when you're in this environment. So maybe that's where it's coming from. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's, that is part of that. It's also wanting to please people or wanting to, um, and which is when you said people pleaser, because I tend to be a people pleaser, but when you're like putting on a show, like a a mask, like you're being a different person type of thing. And and wanting you care what people think about you. And I did that yes. for a long time and feel like it's something that I still struggle with, mm. um, you know, is trying to not care what people think about me, but it's just, yeah. So, and yeah. each type can be a people pleaser. Right. Um, just the manifestors probably struggle with that the most, but projectors can definitely struggle with it too. I mean, I struggled with it as a generator projectors. Yeah you could definitely struggle with it in terms of knowing what you need and saying yes. Anyway, Mm -hmm. that is huge for projectors. And like, I have one projector friend who just genuinely doesn't know when to stop. Like she gets so excited and so into whatever she's doing and then she'll burn out for the next two days and be in bed because she's so she's exhausted herself so much, but yeah, it's, it's learning to like, to know the signals that your body's giving you and, to feel like what you were saying that like limit of like, okay, I think I've had enough people for now. I'm going to gracefully exit and like go to my bed (laughs) and rest and watch a movie or something. And just, yeah, the more that you do that and honor yourself and, and try to communicate that with the people in your life, like your husband and kids and your mother-in-law, just to say, Hey, I actually am realizing that I need this more. Is there any way I can have space for it? you know, in this moment or whatever, that could, you know, be really life-giving for you and give you the recharging time that you need. I think it's hard for moms in general. Yeah. Too. Yeah. There's just all that kind of guilt and stuff, but I would say, I wonder if, do you think that, that people who are projectors need to, um, what is the scheduling like for that? Because sometimes (laughs) I feel like I want a schedule okay, I'm very grateful to, to only have to be working part-time and yeah. to have all this other time to, to work on my business or teach my kids. Cause I also homeschool them, but part-time. So, um, but I mean, I've worked full-time, it's not a big deal, but it almost provided more of a schedule for me so that if I'm working mm. full-time, then when I got home, I would rest because Right. I just worked. But when it's like all wishy-washy and like these days I'm working and these days I have to check my email a couple of times and, you know, so I have more freedom, but I still have to get stuff done. And I think I really struggle with the schedule part of that. And would that be a projector issue? (laughs) Oh yeah, definitely. And that could be anyone's issue. Really. It's, it's hard when the lines get so blurred, Mm -hmm. you have to really cultivate hard boundaries. Like this, is when I'm working on my business from these hours only. This is when I'm having me time and almost scheduling it. Right. And really just trying to honor that and saying, my phone is, I'm not on social media after 9 p.m. or something like that. And just, and you know, you can break the rules if you want to. It doesn't have to be a hard stop, a hard line in the sand. But when it's so blurry like that, I mean, I feel that too. I get burnout because I'm like running around like a chicken with its head cut off. Like, what do I do now? I have all these things to do. I don't know what to do right now. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like making those 
(laughs) self-set boundaries and trying to honor them as much as you can. Have you tried that at all? Like making a a yeah, I've made a loose schedule. I also realized that what works for me is to say on this day I work on this this thing. So like yes, on Saturdays it is getting the kids' school stuff ready, like making sure I have their homework printed out that they can their stuff that we're good to go. You know what I mean, like. Everything mm. is in order. Sundays are kind of a personal day is what I have written down. I've recently done this. I've d- I did it a couple years ago, but I recently was like, I need to do it again because it helped. But like Monday and Tuesday are podcast days. And so yes. that's when I like am writing people, trying to set stuff up, making my graphics, this, that, you know what I mean? And cool. then um, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, because I'm really trying to launch the course and get all of that situated. And I'm in the middle of doing the course with a group of ladies, then I'm yes. getting all that stuff ready. And so instead of being like from six to nine, blah, blah, you know what I mean? It still yes. gives me that freedom to, yes. to let my day kind of happen and take, take it where it wants to go. Uh, yes. But I know that when I'm sitting down to work, that's what I'm working on type of thing. That's awesome. Yeah. Right. So on your chart, on if anyone's if anyone knows their chart or is looking at it, there's arrows. There's four arrows at the top. And I think we have the same arrow, what you're talking about. Some people work super well with scheduling hour by hour, and they can totally be on that. And it's like awesome for them. Mm-hmm. But I'm the same with you. I'm like, okay, no, I need to have like three goals. Mm-hmm. And then I do them whenever I want to or can. Yeah. So yeah, if I love that about being like Sunday's a rest day, these days are podcast and then trying to stay as much as you can within those boundaries, you know, there's going to be days when that's not possible, but yeah, doing that as much as you can, I think would be, it was definitely better than me sitting down and being like, I'm so overwhelmed. I'm watching a YouTube video. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> over break I watched like all five twilights in a row oh my gosh that's amazing <laughs> it was awful I don't even think I told my husband because I was so embarrassed I just wanted to be in my room when I was supposed to be working but it was because I was so overwhelmed with yes when I sit down and you have all these moving pieces you're like yes and that's and then you have the job like not only do I have like the podcast and the business the job and my kids and the, you know what I mean? And so it's a lot. Um, cleaning the house and cooking. And so, yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> like, I just burnt myself out. I was like, I just would watch, I would watch. And then after I finished that, I was like, never again, Lara. You're so bad. <laughs> that was so awful. That's amazing. <laughs> you just wasted so much time. Um, and so then I made the <sighs> schedule for myself. Yes. <laughs> you're like, no, never again. <laughs> yes. Okay. That's so amazing. what we have two more? No, one more. Just one more. Yeah. Okay, I want to hear what the last one is. Yeah. This is a super unique one. This is only 1% of society. Oh. They're called reflectors. So if anyone listening finds out they're a reflector, message me because <laughs> I want more reflector friends because I think you're so fascinating. So these people, if you're looking at your chart, the body graph, it is very not filled in. Like all the shapes on the body are completely white and open and not filled in. So yeah, a lot of potential to be completely drained. 
you are constantly taking in energy all day long from everyone. And like an example, this is controversial, but Michael Jackson was a reflector, a great example of like the potential highs and the potential lows that someone could be. Um, Sandra Bullock is also a reflector, a less dicey choice, but basically you reflect and you mirror who you're around. So if you're in an unhealthy environment, you're going to reflect that back. You're going to be, you know, a little bit out of control or um, emotional or getting into the things that whoever you're hanging out with are getting into. If you're around really healthy, solid, strong people, you're going to mirror that back. So reflectors are amazing to have as friends because, and people to be like at the center of a group or a, or a community because they're directly mirroring back the health of who they're around. So it's a great pulse check on, okay, is this group healthy? Let's see how, you know, Jillian is acting. Is she okay? Is she getting sick a lot? Is she thriving? Is she really happy and bubbly? Then great, things are good. But reflectors have a lot of potential for getting sick, for feeling really weak and tired and drained and wanting to pull away. So it's all about who you surround yourself with and what you choose to fill your life with. So if that's you, like wow. go to the most healthy people, you know, yeah. and just like be their friends forever. Right. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting, right? Yeah. And that's one of those things where you're like, okay, everyone needs to do their human design chart because yeah, <laughs> you need to find out if you're a reflector or not. <laughs> Like, yeah, totally. Um, I know. I when I found out what reflectors were, I dated this guy that I was like, oh, I think he was a reflector. And yeah. I was in a very awkward stage of my life. So I was like, yeah, he was mirroring that back to me. That's why that didn't go so well. Right. Now awkward. I'm like, oh, I should find out what Stevens is, my husband. Oh, yeah, totally. I bet his mom totally knows his birth time. She's all about it. My mom, my oh, mom did write out. me back. She said, <gasps> did she say? She said oh, no. five or six. And I'm like, <laughs> what? AM, PM? She said, I think oh, sometime no. around five or six, but it should be on your birth certificate. <laughs> Does she have like, your birth certificate? Good luck. I might have my She's birth like, certificate, sorry. but not here. Oh my gosh. In my safe deposit box. But do birth certificates have times? I guess they do. You I know, I'm almost do. positive my baby book is at, at their house and I'm going to have her go look in it and see what it says. Because yes, she, I'm so curious. She did, what's crazy. Okay. I hope they're on their birth certificate. I don't know my kids either. I don't know when they were born. <laughs> some of them have it and some of it don't. It's kind of weird. Right. And I don't, I did not do well with keeping a baby book. So I have no <laughs> clue. <laughs> If it's not on their birth certificate, we just don't know. <laughs> it's like, sorry. They will never be able to do their human design chart. Um, I think is, sometimes you can contact the hospital. I've heard of people doing that and so. they keep the records. Right. So I don't think my hospital exists anymore, but um, that Air Force Base is like run down now. Oh, no. Yeah. Your so. records are somewhere in a in the trash. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, exactly. So let's say someone gets their, their chart and they read all this. What is mm-hmm. the coaching aspect of that, that you process with that? Like, are they looking to you for help reading it or is it deeper than that? Are they like, okay, I can read this. I can see what I need, but what does this mean for my life? 
Yes, it totally depends. Some people are, they want to see their chart and they want to understand what each element means. And it's really fascinating. And I get to empower them to be like, yeah, here's what it says, run with it. And then they can look at it and understand it for themselves. Other people, they don't, that's confusing to them. They don't want to look at the thing. They just want to know what it means for them and how it can help their life. So I just kind of gauge what, what people's interest is. And then, yeah, just like with you, like figuring out what current issues you're having in your life and how potentially what your human design chart says can help that. So Mm -hmm. the whole kind of premise with human design is this is your essence. This is like who you were created to be. This is like how you came into the world, like un tainted by all the hurts and the pains and the things that you've gone through. And just like with the manifestor example, they learn to play so small and to just be so apologetic instead of stepping into their own leadership and power. So it's really about reclaiming your authenticity and kind of re-becoming yourself. And it's, it's like letting go of all the shoulds and all the stuff that you've put on your plate that is just not necessary and it's not helping. So just stripping all of that away and being like, how can you just be you in the best possible way and do what you want to do and help people and all of that. So that's kind of the angle, if that makes sense. Yeah. So um, I know that you mentioned like the way that you were created and stuff a few times. And so for anyone who might be listening and thinking this isn't Christian, I don't know. Yeah, this is weird. And I don't want to be worshiping this chart or whatever yes. they, they might think. I don't know. Yes. Um, what, 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 so you are Christian, can you talk about mm-hmm. a, a brief summary of your journey um, with your faith, and then how you kind of fit this in and how how these connect? Because I think a lot of people would listen to something like this and think human design or astrology or whatever is, um, is definitely not Christian. And cause I've thought that before, you know oh, what yeah, I mean? Me like too. I've been yeah. like, uh, I don't know if I'm supposed to be talking about that. Like, yeah, totally. You know, I don't know, but it's very interesting and yeah. I want to hear about it. So yeah, um, totally. Can you kind of talk about your thoughts on that and just yes. how you came to that? Yes. I used to think this stuff was totally bad and wrong and off limits too. <laughs> and that, <laughs> that was just the culture I grew up in. And I think just a lot of Christian culture, which I kind of like to separate Christian culture from Jesus and the Bible, because I think sometimes there is a big difference that needs to be looked at. I, you know, grew up in a really reformed, conservative um, Christian environment that I was, I was all about it for a very long time. I was all in, I was striving so hard, trying to be so perfect, checking all the boxes, doing everything, pleasing everyone. I, you know, was on a worship team at a huge church and was climbing the ranks, whatever that looks like. And then I got there, I got all the way to what my top was in my mind before. And I was kind of like, huh, I've been spending, at that time I was 28, I've been spending 28 years striving to please these people, this group of people. And then I got to the top and I was like, 
I was just realizing how much more sovereign God is. And I was like, I had, I realized I had been worshiping people and that mm-hmm. culture for my whole life. And I was, you know, I was very genuine. I was really following God and I was really trying to, to please him and do what I thought was right. But I ended up moving to Los Angeles when I was 28. It was this crazy story. I had this opportunity, the door opened and I went And once I was away from everyone I knew, I had one friend out there that I moved in with. Once I was away and alone with God, I just got to exhale. And I was like, wow, I don't have to please everyone anymore. And I get to just listen to you, God. Mm -hmm. And I just gave myself the freedom to open up all the possibilities of what that could look like. So like, yeah, my story, I was never hurt by anyone in the church. I never had a bad experience. All the people that I was around were very wonderful, well-meaning, kind, kind people. So I'm not one of the the stories that's like, I've been so hurt by church. I hate the church. I'm walking away. It's like, I saw God as so much bigger Mm -hmm. and someone that I want to follow at the cost of pleasing people. So when I started, I mean, you know, in California, they're a little bit more free and open-minded, which I, I mean, I grew up in a Christian society that wasn't even, didn't even really believe in spiritual gifts, kind of like prophecy or, or speaking in tongues or whatever. And so I was with more Christians that were into that. And I was getting so encouraged by prophetic words and just like spontaneous things that my friends would say to me during a worship service or whatever. That was so, it was like, how do you know this? This is so God right now. And it just kind of opened the door to be like, okay, all of this stuff that I used to think was so wrong. What if it's not wrong? Like what if actually God is so in it and there's a lot that I'm missing about him because I'm afraid of it. Like I'm afraid to look at astrology or human design or when something is like shamed out of fear and control, that was my whole kind of Christian world was fear and control. So when you're fearful, it makes you controlling. It makes you say, don't do this. This is so bad. You're going to really, it's a slippery slope. You're going to fall so hard and blah, blah, blah. And there's all this fear and like worry and hustle. And it's like, okay, like take that away. I trust God. And I want to know the mysteries that he's created. He right. made the planets and the stars and right. the human body, which is so intricate and, right. and so communicative. Yeah. So I don't know. I just, it led me on this journey of just exploring and just exploring in trust, you know, and never putting anything higher than God, always keeping him as creator, as sovereign, as the point. But all of this other stuff has just so strengthened my faith in him because I'm like, wow, the, the body is so intricate and so detailed and so well-designed. And, you know, all of the the energy points in human design, it's a lot about the body and um, where stuff is located and comes from like your heart and your, you know, your spleen, which houses your fears and stuff like that. And then astrology, just thinking like how beautiful if, you know, you think of the idea of like predestination. What if all of that is written in the stars? What if your destiny and your your unique 
way that you were created was like written in the stars. I don't know. It's just fun to think about. And at the end of the day, I don't know. I'm just a human. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, and if, and if it's, if none, if people aren't into this and it's fine, but for those who just want to explore and maybe want to know God in a new way, or for me, it's just expanded my view of him so much. So he got bigger instead of smaller if that makes sense. Like I'm, I didn't yeah. trade. I'm exactly. Just, yeah. Well, and that's kind of what I think too, is I, um, I know I told you before that it's my husband and I were talking, he was like, he's just so much bigger than any of us can even fathom. And I think that mm. honestly, sometimes we make him really small and yeah. by, by saying like, there's nothing in the stars and it's almost, I almost am like, is he offended? <laughs> Like, no, there's nothing in the stars. And, and, you know, I didn't um, create you. I mean, they were always told, like, he created everything about you and he created, but it's always such a visual thing. He created your eye color and he created, you know what I mean? Like there's songs about it and um, he created your skin tone and you're this and you're that, but he, he Mm. also created my psyche and my emotions and my, and all of the other things and made me who I am. Yeah. And, um, and it almost feels like I will do anything I can to try to see what that means. Like mm. he picked the time I was born, how I came into this world, like who my parents yeah. are and all of that. So why not try to find out as much as you can? And, um, and I yeah. just am so, I wouldn't say like relieved, but I just feel so like this calm washes over me hearing about Mm. human design and everything and just thinking like, it's okay. (laughs) Like it's great, you know? And yeah, um, it's just fun to think about. And there's Mm. people that have trouble with Enneagram and stuff like that. I know Enneagram sometimes gets a bad rap. And so it's kind of like, well, it is what it is. (laughs) Yes. Uh, (laughs) We don't (laughs) actually know. None of us know. Yes. We won't know until we're we're in front of him. So (laughs) yes. And that's the humble factor too. It's like, I actually became so arrogant in my faith before because I thought I was so right. Mm -hmm. And I was so judgmental and I would totally have judged myself about three, four years ago. I would have judged myself now and said, wow, she's off her rocker. But Mm -hmm. I don't know. There was something about being humbled and just realizing, okay, wow, I, I don't want to be arrogant and I don't want to be that judgmental Christian. Um, I want to be free and I want to explore and I want people to do what works for them. And I mean, you look at all the different cultures in the world and how differently they worship God And we're not saying one's better than another, like look at Africa, like they love dancing and like being extremely like Mm -hmm. a lot of movement in worship. And, um, you know, us white people were like, cool. Sometimes we raise our hands, (laughs) sometimes not. (laughs) And that's okay too. (laughs) So I think just taking that judgment piece out of it and just being like, Hey, I'm not God. I trust that you are you know, following him in the, in a way that really lights you up and works for you. And to me, yeah, it just became like, there's nothing really wrong until, I mean, obviously you can take anything and worship it and make it yeah. weird and bad, <laughs> which right. is why I think a lot of the woo woo stuff 
is called woo-woo because a lot of people have just gone a little weird with it. Right. What right. I don't think is what it was intended to be at all. It's funny because the other day I saw that term like written out when someone <laughs> was describing something else. I don't even remember where it was, but I was like, it really is called that. That's so weird. Yes. I've just embraced it now. I'm like, yeah, it's woo-woo and it's yeah. great. <laughs> I love it. So anyway, well, thank you so much for being on. Um, and I, where can people find you? I know you're on yes. Instagram because that's where I yes. follow you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Follow me on Instagram, Kristen Sigmund, K-R-I-S-T-I-N-S-I-G-M-U-N-D. That's my website too, kristensigmund.com. And follow my podcast. It's been really fun. Uh, it's called The Modern Bohemian and that has its own Instagram too. It's at The Mod Boho Podcast. And yeah, go check out my website, sign up for a session with me or email me, message me to ask more. And yeah, let's, let's connect. And everyone should go listen to her podcast just because her <laughs> voice is so calming. <laughs> I mean, I guess I you can it. hear it on here. Cause I'm like, <laughs> no, I love your voice. You have a great podcasting. Voice. <laughs> she, yours is just very calming. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I feel so calm. Thank you. It's so funny. People have been saying that. I'm like, oh, I guess I do have a calming voice. You do. <laughs> well, thank, thank you. you so much. Of course. Thank you. Happy to be here. 